0: Welcome back to the Unashamed Truth podcast with Grant Castleberry. Grant is the president and founder of Unashamed Truth Ministries and the senior pastor of Capitol Community Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. In today's world, Our culture often confuses our understanding of our true identity. Yet, when we turn to Scripture, we are constantly reminded of a profound truth. Every individual is beautifully and purposefully created in the image of God. On today's episode, Grant turns to the words of David in Psalm 8, who offers us an insightful perspective that guides us towards a deeper understanding of our place in god's creation it reminds us that our inherent worth doesn't stem from accolades or self-perceptions but from the undeniable fact that we are the handiwork of a majestic god let's listen to grant as he opens the word of god for us
1: I'm going to begin with a quote from John Calvin. He says this, nearly all the wisdom we possess, that is to say, true and sound wisdom consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and ourselves. I personally have thought a lot about that quote ever since I first read it probably 15 years ago. And what Calvin is saying is unless you understand who God is, you can't begin to understand yourself. Because, and we're going to look at this, we are created in God's image. And so, if you cut yourself off from the mothership, you, you cut the tether on your spacewalk, you are going to be free-floating free in space. You, so, what is happening now in our culture is people have divorced themselves from an almighty God, and now they're trying to navigate a world without an ultimate creator, without an ultimate authority. That's why people are so upside down. That's what's going on with all the gender dysphoria, everything, because we have to orient ourselves with the fact that we were created by God. This is what Paul told the Athenians, remember on Mars Hill, he says, Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. That's the the re-navigation. In him we live and move and have our being. That's our orientation. And what our culture is trying to do right now is find that fixed point that they can orient themselves with that's apart from god what 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 can that fixed point be and everybody's debating what that fixed point can be but there is no fixed point outside of god and his word so martin lloyd jones this this is not an uh, a new problem this is a very old problem that goes back thousands of years but martin lloyd jones described it in the in the 60s by saying this he says modern man thinks at the same time more highly of themselves than we should and more lowly of ourselves than we should. And it's the same, it's, it's, it's the same exact way today. Because on the one hand, man views himself as inherently good right? We're all just really good people. If there's any deficiency, it's in the education system or it's, it's, we need more therapy because man is basically good. We just need to educate ourselves. So that's it. On the one hand, we're going to, we're going to navigate our well, our, our way to a utopia. But then on the other hand, man views himself as a mere animal evolved from monkeys in a long chain of evolution. There is no afterlife. There is no spiritual reality. We're just the, the um, progeny of primordial goo. That's who we are. So on the one hand, man is inherently good. And on the other hand, man is really no different from the animals. And the way that Lloyd-Jones gave a corrective to that view of man is by pointing people to Psalm I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 8, the 8th Psalm. And this is David's corrective. And we we need to understand this in order to understand, understand ourselves in relation to God. All right, so this is David's question in verse 3 of Psalm 8. Look, look at this question that he has to God. He says, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. In other words, when I, when I think about the cosmos... And all the stars that I see, the planets that I see, the the thousands and thousands of stars. And of course, we know that there's billions of galaxies with trillions of stars. And around those stars, trillions of planets. Planets. It's really mind-blowing to think about. And David asks the question, God... What is man that you are mindful of him? That word mindful means to acknowledge or to think about. How can you think about this tiny, insignificant creature on this little ball of dust in the cosmos? And then he says, and the son of man that you care for him, that you provide for him, that you, that you uh, deal with him. That's the question. How, how can God even think about mankind? And David of course provides the answer in the next verse and the answer is is that God is the one who created us. David says that our value is in the fact that God is our designer, our maker. And if you think about it, when you're appraising a painting, how do you appraise a painting's value? according to who painted it, right? It's the same with a a statue. Well, who's the sculptor? David's point is, is that God is our creator. And therefore we have value, not because we're intrinsically valuable, but because God is the one who created us. And not only did God create us, God created us in a very distinct way special way. Look at verse five. He says, yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. That's the angels. He says, we're just a little lower than the heavenly beings, but look what he says. But you have crowned him with glory and honor. We are given honor by God. And this is given to us as a crown, a crown. Uh, A crown is the image of royalty, that God gives us a royal stamp upon us. And God gives us this crown, this weightiness, this honor, in order that we might rule the earth. In the ancient world, what a king would do is he would set up a statue of himself in the place, the region that he ruled, and that statue would remind all the citizens of who the man in charge was. You know, you would walk into the town square. You know, you, you see this uh, if you go over in Russia. There's still statues of of Lenin and Stalin, and those statues are there to remind you who's in charge. Same way in the ancient world, God created man and woman as image bearers and crown them with honor in order that we might take dominion and rule over the earth. That's our distinction with the animals. That's why we're different. So I want you to just briefly turn over to the left to Genesis chapter 1. And look at verse 26 and 27. Keep your your finger in Psalm 8. We're going to be right back. But look what God says about how we are created. Genesis 1.26. God says, let us make man in our image. There's that idea of the, the statue, the image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion. That means rule. That means... Uh, sovereignty over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now look at verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, this is what God does. He creates us, mankind, uniquely in His image. And part of our intrinsic honor is our maleness and femaleness. And, friends, that distinction is a God given distinction. The, the gender binary is not a social construct that modern people invented. The gender binary is pre-fall. God created us male and female. I saw uh, an accusation from somebody in the transgender movement literally this week. They said that the reason why people uh, identify young babies as male or female, boy or girl, in the womb is so that the child can be personalized and then the mother won't abort the child. So this is from a transgender activist. They say the only reason why people are identifying babies as male and female in the womb is so the baby will be personalized and then the mother will not abort the child. What's fascinating is in that argument... Is a link of the sex of the child to the honoring of the child. Even in people's fallenness, they can't deny the honor that God has created. God created us as male and female in his image men, distinctly with strength and productivity, women, with beauty. In creativity, obviously, there's overlap, but, but men and women are created each in the image of God, but each with their own different functionality. The picture, though, is that Adam is created as a king and Eve as a queen to rule. They were to rule over the earth, and Eve was to help Adam take dominion of the earth. How? By being fruitful and multiplying. That's, that's the next verse, Genesis 128. Be fruitful and multiply. How can you take dominion over an earth with two people? You can't. You need, you need an army of people. How do you get an army of people? Through multiplication. Okay, turn, turn back now to, to Psalm 8. And I want to show you how this psalm ends because it's so important for understanding this theme of... Honor. So, David talks about how man has been put uh, over the animals. Verse six, he says, "You have given to him dominion over the works of your hands." This is this is reflecting back on Genesis one twenty six and and one twenty eight. But I want you to look at verse nine. Look at the epitaph of this psalm. David says, "O Lord, our Lord, how majestic!" is your name in all the earth. This is the point and I, and I want you to put on your thinking cap and I want you to make this connection. Our honor as men and women in the image of God is directly correlated to the honor of God's name because he's the one who created us.
0: Who are we? We are image bearers, the image bearers of God, who has created us to take dominion over the earth. And our honor is in the fact that God has created us male and female, a divine distinction that starkly opposes all worldly views. So our honor as men and women in the image of God is directly correlated to the honor of God's name because he has created us. What a marvelous truth. Thank you for joining us today for the Unashamed Truth podcast. Find out more about Unashamed Truth by visiting our website, unashamedtruth.org. We have an exciting new Bible study being published in the days ahead entitled A Vision for Motherhood by Grace Anna Castleberry. For updates and more information about this study, please visit our website, unashamedtruth.org. Also consider becoming a ministry partner by giving a consistent monthly gift, which ensures that we can continue an outreach like this podcast in the months ahead. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unashamed Truth podcast so you will never miss an episode. Until next time... May the glory of God's Word and the truth of God's Word encourage you in your walk with Christ.